John 6.23 to uh, just about the next morning back across the lake crowds began gathering on the shore waiting to see Jesus for they knew that he has to, and his disciples had come over together and that the disciples had gone off in their boat leaving him behind. Okay, when the crowd saw that Jesus wasn't there, nor his disciples, they got in the boats and went over across the Capernaum to look for him. They, when they found him, they asked, Teacher, how'd you get here? Yeah. Go ahead. So, then, yeah. Uh, okay, go ahead. Keep reading and we'll just address the points. Jesus replied on verse 26, The truth is you want to be with me because I fed you not because you saw the miracle sign. So right there, right. he divides the two. Right. From physical, from spiritual. Yes. I mean, you, you're not amazed at my miraculous sign. You just, right. uh, you want to be with me because I fed you. But you shouldn't be so concerned about perishable things like bread, food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that I, the Son of Man, can give you. For God the Father has sent me for that very purpose. Now, great the way the Living Testament says it. It doesn't say the seal on me because that one right. throws me off. Really? I think like he stamped them. He's approved of them. That's all I think of. Yeah. Right here, why would they change it? Spend your energy seeking the eternal life. I like that. My energy seeking the eternal life. That's what uh -huh. that I, the Son of Man, may give to you. They reply. What does God wants us to do? Mm -hmm. Jesus told him, this is what God wants you to do. Believe in the one he has sent. Mm -hmm. Simply. They replied, you must show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. <laughs> what will you do for us? After all, then they compare him with Moses, right? The, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the Wilderness, and the scripture says Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Okay. Here say Moses didn't do it. Jesus corrected them. Go ahead. So the first thing that came to me is about the boat. You know, they know Jesus didn't get on the boat with them, but he's there, right? Mm -hmm. He's there already before. I mean, how could he get there? They're like, because it says here, when did you come here? Because they didn't see him physically get on the boat. That's one thing. So that, I mean, if that was me, I'd be in my mind thinking, wow, something something different about Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. In my mind. Okay. Second of all, uh, he, he answers them uh, when they're after him. Okay, so they're after him for a reason, right? So if they're questioning him over here about, well, you know, we got manna from heaven. You know, our ancestors got manna from heaven. Right? So, but they, but he just says here that, um, mine says, Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves that were um, filled and were filled. Okay, so your, people aren't connecting the dots here. He got over supernaturally. He didn't get him on a boat. How did he get there? Okay. They're chasing after him because they are curious, right? But then Jesus says, you know, 
you're chasing me not because of the things I've done and the signs and the miracles. You just came to eat and want you were hungry and you wanted to eat and you ate all you wanted. That kind of be like, well, you know, um, the restaurant down the street says, you know, we're open, the food's free, and everybody runs down there. They're really there just to eat and get full, right? Kind of like that. So it's almost kind of like they're not seeing the value that he has, that he's carrying, the anointing, the presence of God. They're not seeing that. They're not tapping in. They're not like, wow, you know, like the... Like the disciples were captivated when they first went one-on-one with them. These guys are just out there for the next phenomenon kind of thing. And they're trying to understand it, but they can't because they don't have Spirit, a belief level. Spiritual like, discernment. Yes, exactly. So, so I thought that that was really interesting. It's like, you know, first of all, they did see signs. That's what, that's what bothers me. It's like you saw, you got fed with Two fish and five loaves, all of you. And you were filled and you were full and we still had some left over. You saw that, right? Word had to get out to the crowd that this is, wow, where did this food come from, right? Um, so I'm a little puzzled by the people and their, you know. They kind of like want to see a circus. Faith. You know, they just, they just want to see a magical... Uh, amazed me with another trick. And yeah, kind of like that, right? But they've already seen some things. That's the, what bothers me. You've seen it. Because then they're over here bringing up... Um, so it, it, And then they're asking him, well, what, what should I do to get there? Okay, that's good. You want to mature. You want to start walking with Jesus. And then he says, all you have to do is believe. So I guess I want to address the issue with... We all, you know, at some point say, well, we got to do more of this, more of that for God to love me, for me to go to heaven. You know, I got to work my way to receive my eternal life. When in reality, because of Jesus, he said, all I'm asking you is to believe. Just believe. Believe like a child entering the kingdom. Amen. Very good. Um then, then they're asking for more signs. <laughs> they're a little greedy here. The, therefore, my translation says that, therefore they said to him, what sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? They've already seen, but now they're looking for more signs, right? It's because we know that scripture says that it's, it's by faith that we believe in, our, in, our, in the grace of God, that Jesus has saved us through the cross. You know, it's by faith. It, you know, it says in Ephesians and it says Abraham was also, you know, uh, by faith, Abraham believed. So, and we know in the book of John, all it says, so that you may believe. I don't know how many times it mentions the word believe in the book of John. That's why we like the book of John. It just really hits at home. But, um, so, what work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert as it's written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Okay, so it's like you, you, your ancestors got this. Jesus is in front of you, and you've seen what he's doing. He fed you with the two two fish and the five loaves. So it's like, I guess I'm stuck there. How can you not already see this is taking place right before your eyes? What do you think? 
Well, right here on the New Living Testament, it says, uh, you know, when I heard of this, I saw right away, it just depends if you're born again or you're not. And apparently these people, well, they could not be born again. And they, they had a lot of hearsay. They didn't have the, the right uh, thing about Moses. So there were just people that did not study the Bible like his disciples did. You know, there was a class of people that were just... Uh, you know, curious, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so Jesus, treat, the truth is you won't be with me because I fed you, not because you saw the miraculous sign. But you should be concerned about perishable things. Shouldn't be concerned about perishable like, like, wow, like we shouldn't be concerned about working and providing for ourselves. But he goes, spend your energy seeking the eternal life that I, the Son of Man, can give you. For God the Father has sent me for that very purpose. And you notice that the Jewish schools of the little children, that's what they do. They start seeking their energy on seeking God and who God there is. They give them a good foundational education uh, where Jesus and his disciples gotten because they were very, I mean, they knew the scriptures, the disciples. They reply, what does God want us to do? Jesus told them, this is what God wants you to do. Believe in the one he has sent. Mm -hmm. Okay, then they, that here said, what does God want me to do? The, the question has plagued the human race ever since the first sins by Adam and Eve. Many of us live by a list of shoulds and shouldn'ts in our effort to earn God's acceptance. The good news is that we don't have to do anything to receive God's help and forgiveness. God in Jesus Christ has taken all the initiative. We simply receive him by faith. We act like it. We get on our knees, we pray, we act like it. If we ask him, he'll come into us. Each step of our growth begins as we respond to God's love for us. Each step of our growth begins when we act like we're in it and he's in our lives as we respond to God's love for us. It's almost like you, you receive everything. You receive healing by acting like you're healed after you prayed. You receive finances by acting like you receive them after you prayed and expectancy. It's, it's a child's expectancy. And you receive salvation, Jesus Christ, like acting like it, you know. We act ourselves very easily. And acting by faith is a easy. It even goes into the into the natural realm. When I when I wanted I mean when I was a child, I just used to act my way into situations, act your way. Even the guy, um his biography, that actor, uh one of the actors, the guy that had become um of uh, Iron Man on the movies, uh, Spark, Dr. Yeah. Uh -huh. Robert Downey. Stark, yeah, Robert Downey said in his biography that he was hungry. All he did was act his way like he acted to act. Mm. I just did what they wanted me to do, but I was wow. hungry. Wow, yeah. Mm. So, you know, he acted his point. way into mm. acting. Mm -hmm. And we do the same thing. We act our way. Mm -hmm. As a child, I didn't even read this stuff, but I knew that I had to act my way into getting a job, getting an interview, going from one language to the other. So faith is, 
You know, the reason I'm pounding on this, because it took me a long time to believe this. Uh, I didn't feel Jesus anymore. I thought I lost Jesus, but I wasn't acting like I had Jesus. I was acting more like I was lost all the time. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, I got I got saved 14 times. <laughs> they got tired of me at the altar. You, we already gave you a Bible and a new packet. You again? <laughs> again, yeah. You again? I, I, I did that too. I, you know, the thing is, uh, when I got hungry... Because I knew, I knew God. I knew Jesus died on the cross for me since I was, you know, going to catechism every Monday or whatever. I knew that. I, I knew something was up when I was calling Billy Graham when I was young. I, uh -huh. I knew there was something more. I was, like, I wasn't confused. Like, I knew there had to be God. I knew he existed, and I knew it by faith, right? And I knew Jesus died on the cross because they hit us hard in catechism with that thought with that belief so my my world you know and i went about my way i didn't have a good church to go to i didn't have a lot of good christian friends that could help disciple me or i just didn't have that in my life i was working a lot of hours you know uh that that was distracted by the work and all that for years and then 2008 came along. I was going to church. I was still going to church in those years. I found another church and it was like five years I started going to it. And I, I liked it. I liked what I was hearing. Uh, but that's like you, I would go to the altar. Uh, still, I wasn't like fully, not that I wasn't fully free, but I, I don't feel I had the complete truth about the gospel in order for me to know that I can receive these things by faith. The things that I need. So come come 2008 when the big crash happened a lot happened in that in that year my finances changed my job changed um all this stuff and it was like I couldn't I couldn't keep a job anymore doing what I was doing it just wasn't working and so I finally just at that point when I didn't have the job and when my finances were crumbling because you know the stock market went down and I couldn't pay all my mortgages that I had like three houses and I fell behind it wasn't until that moment that I God got my attention and I began to cry out to him and I began to pray and I began to read my bible and I began to read my devotionals and I began to um I had a friend that was also a Christian and she and I would go you know to these different places uh, they had like these little, um, not yeah, kind of like one day seminars or whatever. We would go, and we would get fed spiritually there. And from there, that's when everything started rolling in the direction where God was taking me to. And I was hungry. At that point, I was hungry for more. Okay, and that is when even more miracles started happening in my life. I started learning more about the word and who Jesus was. And I started learning about, you know, how to pray powerfully. And I started to learn the prophetic gifting. And it just started to get me excited. And that's, and so what I'm saying is, if there is something that we go through in life and God gets our attention with it, and we, we surrender the we surrender to him and let him take the reins. Jesus take the will, in other words. 
then he's going to do some powerful things in your life like he did mine and and that's and that's what i believe i believe that you know even in my darkest days you know where depression set in you know i took steps towards reading and encouraging myself knowing that god is with me and um and that's where i grew that's where i grew the most and that's that's how my God started sending me and launching me into the place he wanted me to be. Not in the rat race of the Silicon Valley. He wanted me to be seeking him. Making him first place. And then he would take everything else. Amen. Well, that, that goes into uh, the next. Let me read these two. We got we still got a little more to go. After feeding more than 5,000 hungry people with the five loaves of bread and two fishes... Jesus explained that he himself was the bread of life. Amen. Jesus feeds the hungry with himself. Mm. He satisfies the deepest longings of our souls and fulfills our needs. Hence the woman at the well. Until the end of time, Jesus will work toward the redemption of all the broken people in his world. Our part is to turn to him and believe or act into believing in his power to help us. Now, let's move on. In 32, Jesus said, I assure you, Moses didn't give you that bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day of our lives. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. No one who comes to me will ever be hungry again. Those who believe in me will never thirst. And he goes, check this out. But you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. See, they haven't believed in him. However, right there, yeah. mm -hmm. those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me. Not to do what I want. Okay, so there's two classes of people right here. There are two classes of people. Those who see and don't believe. And those who the Father has selected mm. to bring to Jesus. Yes, yes. And then Jesus will not reject them. Those the Father has given me will come to me. Those who have already sought God like the woman in the well. She went through five husbands. And then she lived with another person. Looking for a spiritual fix. Mm -hmm. Yes. If she was content with spiritually, she would have stayed with the first husband, right? Right. I mean, she went husband after husband after. She must have been good looking and sharp. And then notice how uh, how starving she was for spiritual truth. Yep. Right away, she started asking. She even had a hunch. You're not greater than Jacob, our fathers. They gave right. us as well, right? So uh -huh. she already had a hunch that this guy was somebody. Mm. And she wanted to play her, her cards just right that he she wouldn't spook him or cut him off or just not talk to a woman, right? Samaritan woman. Mm -hmm. So she played her cards right and then and she was and she got it. She was sent by the Father to receive salvation mm -hmm. and be saved and have her thirst quenched. It's just a beautiful illustration. And Jesus said, God is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. So it's so important that we turn on the worship in the morning and just worship, introduce the Father with worship. 
in our lives. Amen. What else you got? Yeah, so uh, I think that's a great thing that you pointed out about there being two sets of people, the ones that the fathers elected and the ones that just won't believe. Um, but, I, you know, this is like a salvation message. He's hitting them hard with a salvation message here because he says, my own, um, he says, for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of the Father who sent me that all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me that everyone who sees the Son, okay, and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up on the last day. That's like, hey, believe in me and who I am, because the Father sent me. You know God, he's my Father, but that's hard for them to comprehend, right? Because he says, I've come down from heaven, okay? I mean... Now you're really confusing the people, but you're telling them the truth that your father sent you. And this is his will that you would believe, you know, that you'd see him and believe. And um, that you would have everlasting life. That's, that's really an awesome. And it seemed like the people, because over here in 34, when he told them about the bread, okay, go back to 32, he says, then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives the true bread from heaven, right? And then he says, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So this is like major, major shaking, right? And, um, and then he says, uh, so then the next, next thing they say is, then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always, right? Wow, they got like captivated at that point. And then he continued on to pound home the message about those who see me and believe and it's my father's will. You know, he's going to send me people to save or whatever. But then that's when, after that, um, the Jews started complaining about him. My, my scripture here says, because he said, I'm the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father, the mother, we know? How is it then, he says, I have come down from heaven. They couldn't comprehend that. You know, this was a super, super natural, like Jesus is standing right in front of you. You know, I don't know. Anyway, and then Jesus caught them. He said, um, Jesus therefore answered and said to them, do not murmur among yourselves. Here he is reading their thoughts, okay? And no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. He kind of repeats the message. Unless the Father who sent me, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, okay? And I will raise him up at the last day, okay? So anyways, that was cool. Amen. Um, and this is the will of God that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me. And we are them too that the Father has lured us to Jesus. We have been given to the to Jesus. And Jesus died on the cross for us too that we should that I should raise them to eternal life at the last day. This is my Father's will that all who see his Son 
and believe in him should not, should have eternal life, excuse me, that I should raise them at the last day. Then the people began, okay, so we are going to be raised at the last day. And let's go ahead and uh, and stop right there. Mm -hmm. It is. A, a, it just snowballed after that one scene. Amazing, <laughs> amazing, you know. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for creating us in your purpose, for your glory and your honor. We give you praise and thanksgiving that, Jesus, you will raise us at the last day, and your will is being done in our lives, Lord. We receive your love. We receive your bread of life. We receive it. And, Lord, we just pray for the ones coming in. Amen. Lord, we just pray that they will easily believe like a child and come in. Because it is so, it is a fact of life. Eternal life is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. Come on in. The water's fine. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Wow. Thank you, family. Amen. See you in the next clip. And forget not one of my benefits. Who forgives all your inequities and who heals all your diseases who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies and satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Holy Spirit, I just thank you. I welcome you. Welcome you in this house always. I thank you that you are with us wherever we go because Jesus sent you. And I thank you. Jesus gave us the opportunity to receive you into our hearts. Holy Spirit, I just declare God's word, which you love, and said, by his stripes, my ministry, manifest your presence on my life, Holy Spirit. I thank you. I thank you. You want me to prosper and be in health, even as my soul prospers. And I thank you that you're constantly infusing miracles in my mortal body, life in my body. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your healing power. And I believe everywhere I put this oil, it brings healing, it brings success, and it brings life. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Do you need uh, what are you doing, honey? Do you need prayer? I'm, I'm anointing my knees with oil. Olive oil. Praying for myself. Now, did you pray for that olive oil? I, I am, we are recording. Welcome, everyone, okay. today's podcast. Anna did not know I was recording her because it sounded so good. She was under the Holy Spirit, and we were going to have an Al-Anon meeting, but we just, uh, we're going to pray and switch her, switch it around and have a little bit of scripture before we we have Al-Anon. We want to do Al-Anon for our family members who are drinking and personalize it that uh, we believe that you can believe that you the things can change. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people do not believe things yeah. can change, especially when a person is so close to you all, oh, they'll never change. Well, you're challenging God when you say because God says in his word, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. It just tells us how much we believe. So we have to practice believing. We have to learn how to believe. We have to learn how to have faith. Actually, we have to experience how to have faith. Yes. You have to have ultimate faith completely and believe it because that's what the Word of God says. And once we believe it, it's kind of like a commitment. You know, there's, there's, you keep committing to believe it no matter what. And while you're committing to believe it, you're going to go through self-pity. You're going to go through anger. You're going to say, why me? 
<coughs> poor me. And then and then you're going to accept the once you accept the situation after you have attempted to believe that it's all right. It's kind of tricky there. After you say, okay, no matter what happens the rest of my life, I'll always thank you for the situation. I believe it's this way. And that's when the faith does its work and it, and it transforms into a miracle. We allow God to come in. So it's a process of learning, folks, not throwing in the towel. A lot of people end up in the bar and then they up in AA because they say faith did not work. It's like anything else. It's learning a skill. I quit driving truck because I couldn't back up the trucks. I was, I had a job, my first job. They told me to back up trailers, and the I quit because it was taking me an hour to back a trailer up, wow. and I thought I w it was uh, taking the company's fuel and gas, and it was summertime, and the and it was just extreme conditions of heat and an old, they call them goat, the backer-uppers. You lift them up with a hydraulic and you back up the trailers. So hook up the glad hands, the air, and I couldn't back it up. So I yelled in the dark, I quit. They gave me a raise for quitting. <laughs> First company, I went home. The next day they called me, come back and try again, and we'll give you a raise. Really? I came back and I tried, I tried. Today I can I can get a, a trailer back in a minute, in 30 seconds. It's like a skill that developed. Yes, yes. I banged up a few trailers practicing, but they, they tolerate me. One of them was so bad that they had to uh, de unload the trailer and reload it again. Wow. Because I hit the corner and the corner had the, all the lights up and they were going to send it to Florida. So I, ca I cost them some money, huh? But, you know, it was already loaded, so they had to unload it and load it again. Well, how sad. Anyway, I uh, that's why I'm here, telling you the truth, that I learned yeah, faith. And, and I guess it's, you know, sometimes when we are lacking faith, you know, it's good to recall the times you had the faith and how 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 God worked for you. Mm -hmm. um, as you were as you were reading your story of your faith, I got to thinking how in my younger days, I know the scripture says that you want to be like a child in the kingdom. And I, I recall when I was, Come on, speed it up, baby. Okay, speed sorry it about up. that. <laughs> don't get just waking up, y'all. Don't get all emotional. Yeah, no, on no, me. no, no. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes it's just about who are you? You're talking to me. Yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Who are you? Right? Who am I? Um, when we're little, we kind of like... a good question. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we kind of, when we're little, it doesn't. we're not phased by the world, you know, of all that the world has poured into us as we grow up. <coughs> you know, all the, the things around us, the people you met, uh, your, your experiences <laughs> as, as you go, that you're not walking with God. But when you're a little child, you don't have those issues. You're just like, believe. You're easy to believe, and that's why the scripture says to to believe like a child in the kingdom, to access the kingdom, be like a child, right? And and knowing who you are helps direct your path into that, launch you into that path of of faith. You know, who are you? Ask yourself. Who am I? Who am <clears throat> I? That's beautiful. God seems to yes. answer it through yeah. history. A lot of people yeah. have asked that. Yeah. 
they went out by themselves and they hear God giving them or they don't hear anything but after a while they get guided to what what type of flower what type of fruit they're going to be to 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 sweeten someone else's life and that's who we are we're here to sweeten somebody else's life Amen. we're here to to help others but... give them a fruit give them an orange an experience of a lint lime so, you know you know more and more we should ask ourselves if you don't know who you are and what god has called you to do just ask him lord who am i you created me <laughs> Where would you like to place me? Where am I supposed to be? You know, and he will he'll answer those questions that we we don't answer in the natural. So um, I was quite, you know, we just got to go back to basics. You know, basics. Um, Amen. I, Amen. Let me, uh, are you done, honey? I, I, yeah, I'm done. But are we? Um, We're going to do is read. Uh, okay. A little bit of random uh, meditation books. Oh, okay. I have um, May 21st, AA Thought for the Day. Okay. One of the, it's, this little 24-hour book is amazing because it's really three little books in one. The first thought is about recovery in an AA setting. It says, one of the finest things about AA, the 12-step program, is the sharing. Sharing is a wonderful thing because the more you share the more you have. In our old drinking days, we didn't do much sharing. We used to keep things to ourselves, partly because we were ashamed, but mostly because we were selfish. And we were very lonely because we didn't share. When we came into AA, the 12-step program, the first thing we found was sharing. We heard other alcoholics frankly sharing their experiences with hospitals, jails, and all the usual mess that goes with drinking. Am I sharing? And that's what we're doing right now is the beauty that God made us to share with one another so we can experience love, self-respect, uh, you know, just just a, a basic need that God put in us and we need to share what's going on in our hearts. Meditation for the day. I can talk more about that, you know. It, it hit it right on the money. I was... I was, what do you call that, selfish. That's why I didn't share. I was ashamed. That's why I didn't share. And that's why when you go to a 12-step program, you have a problem with sex, you go over there and you share. You have a problem with overeating, you go over there and you tell the truth. You have a problem with gambling, you go over there and tell the truth. You got a problem with, uh, ch check this out, a child in your life, a parent that's drinking and drugging, you go to Al-Anon, you know, why? Because for one, there's power and unity. The God says in his Bible, mm. in Psalm 133, I had commanded the blessing to be there in unity. How well and pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to get together. God says, I have commanded. And then there's answers in the, in, there is real believable answers in the program. God speaks through people. He speaks through advice. He speaks through stories. He speaks to us through the from the brand new person to the oldest person. <clears throat> Meditation for the day. Continue to read right here. Character is developed by the daily disciplines of, of duties done. Be obedient to the heavenly visions and take the straight way. 
Do not fall into the error of calling Lord, Lord, and doing not the things that should be done. You need a life of prayer and meditation, but you must still do your work in the busy ways of life. The busy person is wise to rest and wait patiently for God's guidance. If you are obedient to the heavenly vision, you can be at peace. We pray that we all may be obedient to our heavenly vision. We pray if we fail, we will pick up ourselves. Thank God that we we fail and make a commitment to go on again. That's our daily reprieve. Thanking God we're trying. Mm. And, and this goes right into our next reading. That was from 24 Hours Little Hour. Our next reading is Keep It Simple mm. by Hazelton. And guess what it says? Chinese proverb. What a coincidence. It says, Be not afraid of growing slowly. Be afraid of only standing still. Chinese proverb. Be not afraid of growing slowly, of learning slowly, but be afraid only of not learning. All of us are a little afraid of growth. We wonder how growth will change our lives. Who we will be. Will our friends still love us? Can we grow up and get it over with? Why does it take for us so long? All of us have a need to keep growing. There is no age when we're all grown up and all done learning, but we don't need to rush our growth. Like a child on a too too big bicycle, at times we find ourselves out of control. We'll tip over, we can grow at our own pace, but we must grow. We must make changes or else, like an athlete, on a too small bicycle, we won't get far. We'll tip over too. Our prayer for the day, it says, Lord God, help us to grow. Help us to know our own strength as we grow. Help us to accomplish and grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Your turn, honey. What well, do you think when I read? Uh, well, I think growth is, sometimes it can be hard, but it does come from situations and circumstances that are are difficult. Now, um that can be difficult or, you know, it's something you never, you don't know which way to turn sometimes when you find yourself in those moments. But in the beginning, it looks, it looks like a hard thing you're going through. But as you're going, if, you know, you put God in front, thanking him for your problem, he'll start leading you for the solution. And when you get to that end of that particular trial, because we will be more than one, could be in finances, could be in marriage, could be in your uh, your your kid, your your child, your job, whatever. Um, you get to the, that that end of that trial, and you have you have learned something. You have grown. Oh. Okay. Amen. Uh, you you've grown uh, to, you know, we've grown. Uh, people grow. People grow uh, to the, oh boy, let me think here. Anyway, you, you, you come out better because you have a, gone through a growth, pro, we come out better, you've gone through a growth process and you look back and you say, wow, I went through that. And then, wow, that was, 
you know, that was a big deal. Look at where I'm at now. You know, and it you, gives you a little bit of faith as you go. You bring a really good point. It happened to me last night. I had mm -hmm. two speakers, and we bought uh, an expensive microphone so we can listen to the speakers speak. The first speaker said he didn't need it. But my courage and my, they asked me later, how come the first speaker didn't have? Because he had a, he was a foreigner and you really had to listen closely to his voice, the way he is expressing. And then when he was expressing his speech, he got emotional. So his voice went down. You got this six and a half, almost seven foot man. And all of a sudden speaking like Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> And very and a lot of people couldn't hear. I went to the back to try to, to figure it out. They they uh, those poor people, you know, it was ten minutes of that. The next speaker, I didn't ask him if he wanted them. I shoved it in his hand. I said, "Put this on uh, a lapel. You clip it on his voice." And he, he came on nice and strong. It was almost like day and night. But it, it was also a, a selling feature that the group had to pay for it. <laughs> we ordered it, and uh, and sure enough, after the thing, the group says, let's buy it. You know, let's go ahead and pay for it. Give us the bill, because that was a good choice. That So my challenge, the point I'm making is, huh? is that I had to have enough faith to... to to, to tell that almost seven-footer guy, hey, you're going to put this thing on? You see, notice how God just keeps challenging me to go further, to use my faith, to go out there and ask that person, do you need help? Uh, you know, there is help in 12-step in program for you to stop drinking. You don't have to beat up your wife. You know, there's help. It takes courage to meddle. And God wants us to go out there and meddle. <laughs> and to be a, to get in the, Anyway, I'm going in a different direction, but the idea is that we need to keep growing. Yeah. <clears throat> Not, you know, we stay stagnant in the same place. And, you know, you know a lot um, of work to be done. I, we pray that God will lead us. Um, and right now, I got another reading that's along those lines from Streams in the Desert, and I'll be fast. Would you like to read it? Okay, it's May 21st. I remember my song in the night, Psalm 77, 6. I remember my songs, plural, in the night. Isn't that beautiful? I read somewhere as a little bird that we will never sing the song its owners desire to hear while its cage is full of light. It may learn a note of this or a measure of that, but will never learn an entire song until its cage is covered and the sunlight is shut out. Interesting, huh? Many people are the same, never learning to sing until... Remember the bird you guys have that you didn't cover him? Rainbito? What is saying right here? That was named Rainbow. Mm -hmm. It's saying that, that everybody knows that the bird will not sing fully unless all light is turned off uh -huh. and it's covered. The cage is covered. Oh, interesting. Interesting, huh? Mm -hmm. Many people are the same, never learning to sing until the shadows of darkness fall. We need to remember the fable Nightingale sings with his breast against a thorn. It was on that Bethlehem night the song of angels was heard. And it was at midnight the cry rang out. Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him, Matthew 25, 6. It is indeed extremely doubtful that a person's soul can really know the love of God in his richness and his comforting, satisfying, completeness until the skies are dark and threatening. Light emerges from darkness, and morning is born from the womb of night. 
James Creelman once journeyed through the Balkans in search of Natalie, the exiled queen of Serbia. In one of his letters, he describes his trip this way. During the memorable journey, I learned that the world's supply of rose oil comes from the Balkan Mountains. The things that interest me most was that the roses had to be gathered during the darkest hours, while the pickers start starting at 1 o'clock and finishing by 2. Initially, this practice seemed to me to be a relic of superstition or tradition, but I investigated further. I learned the that actual scientific tests have proved that a full 40% of the fragrance of the rose dis- disappears in the light of day. And it is also a real and unquestionable fact of human life and culture that a person's character is strengthened most during the darkest day. By Malcolm J. McLeod. McLeod. Thank you. What did you think about that? She says she doesn't get anything from Strength no, of the Desert. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> that's her. It's just a little long. Right now, that's all. I, uh, the idea is that it goes back to the same principle. Uh, we have to learn faith. Faith is a learning process. Growth is a learning process. Believing is a growing factor. So I tell people, all the problems, we, we can cash in our problems with God's method. Cash them in. You got an old car? Then start thanking God and and believe you know, that you're going to, that the car is running excellent and you'll have a new car. And then you're very grateful and thankful for the car. Don't curse the car. Just keep blessing it. Thanking God for that. He's working on bringing you a new car. I'm getting off the subject, but the idea is that faith is to be learned. And we have plenty of practice with the situations around us. Yeah. And when you say faith is to be learned, you know, the scripture says that God has given us all a measure of faith. One person might have a stronger faith than you do, but it's, you know, you will grow in your faith as you go through life. And, um, you know, it, it comes by hearing the word of God, immersing yourself in the words of God, and, you know, turn off the TV, the news, all that stuff takes your faith away. So, you know, fill your spirit up with, with he- things from heaven, things that are lovely, things that are good news, you know. We, there's got to be some good news in this world today, and that is, you know, looking to God for solutions that are available to us 24 by 7. And and then, so faith is, is, is there, and it's, it's planted inside of you. You were created to have faith already, and sometimes we just got to nurture that faith as we go. And just take a step of faith and believe. Believe what you can't see just yet. And, um, you know, and sometimes it comes by growing through that trial. And that's why I say, anytime you've gone through something, remember how you came out of that situation when you thought you couldn't. You know, remember when you prayed and, and God is answering you every step of the way. And believing that he's your dad and he loves you and um, he wants to be good to you. And, you know, just, you know, sometimes it is just a, a, a grain of a mustard seed that moves that, that mountain of problem that you're going through. It's small, but use it. Take that 
and grow in your faith day by day. We're here to walk by faith and not by what everybody else is doing, not by what the world says. You know, we listen to what God is speaking to us. And there's a spirit inside of you which reflects the image of God. You're made in that image, so there's a good communication um, flow that, that takes place when you learn to tap into that. And so just do it by the little things. Um, you know, like Fernando said, you know, you have, might have a car. You might need a new car. And um, don't curse it. Thank God you have a car. You know, we got to be grateful for those, those things that we already have. God provides all things. We've got we've got a roof over our heads. We can breathe in, in clean air. We can take a walk. We're free. There's so much to be grateful for. And, and start looking at the good. What's good in my life? And you will and write it down so you can see, hey, these good things are happening to me and stay on that side of things. So anyway, that's my Would you uh, please take a random, now watch God work in our lives. If he's going to teach us more about faith, Anna's going to take uh, Jesus today and pick a random reading. And we're going to see how God is going to back up his coincidences on the area of learning. Faith is a learning process. Okay, is that you open that in random? Mm-hmm. All right, then that's it. Okay, I'm reading today from Jesus Today. And that's by Sarah Young. Oh, boy. You can rejoice in your sufferings, okay? Because you know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Wow, this is amazing. Problems that cause you pain can ultimately increase your hope. Amen. However, this doesn't happen automatically. You have to cooperate with my spirit as he guides you through times of suffering. Thank you, Lord. Perseverance is a rare commodity in this day and age. Most people look for and long for a quick fix. But lingering adversity accepted with trust and confidence in me develops Christ-like character. This prepares you for an eternity of problem-free living with me. Your changed character will bless you and others in this world. Also, because I crafted you in my own image to be like me. Wow. The more you become like me, the more you can experience hope. Your transformed character convinces you that you do indeed belong to me. This helps you cope with the problems you face, trusting that you and I together can handle them. And the wondrous hope of heaven shines on you daily, strengthening strengthening and encouraging you. The scriptures are, We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Romans chapter 5 verse 3 to 5. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide in you forever. 
the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because if neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you john chapter 14 15 to 17 and the last scripture here says i can do all things through christ who strengthens me philippians 4 13 amen amen i love you guys we don't want to make this too long if you're still listening to us that you love pain <laughs> i'm joking uh, they say the national attention span is 17 minutes and now we are at 27 minutes um i just want to point out i we, we anna and i were when we first got married we we were really excited about following if we somebody see a Sid Rod Supernatural and then they say something interesting, we follow that person for a week or two and buy their book. And then we would move on to the next evangelist that did something. I like that evangelist that put gold teeth in people's mouths and so forth. Really? They documented all that and everything that God would do, do those things. You know, people, strange. One of the things about God is that he'll always move in a different direction format than we think in in miracles you know um remember but really the the strongest and hardest miracle is take a scripture that's standing up against your problem and now i'm gonna i'm gonna read you a really quick excerpt of one book of a mark batterson b-a-t-t-e-r son called draw the circle talks about journaling it should be with prayer and fasting journaling your day journaling to god asking questions like anna said you put how who am i you write it down on the top and you put a question mark and you and you're there with pen and pencil waiting for the answer and god can probably speak right through you let your hand write after a while the holy spirit will take over and you will write remember you're possessed yes i said possessed by the Holy Spirit, okay? It's a good way to cleanse the uh, the hard drive, to detoxify the, the mind, to refragment all your thoughts and so forth. Here you go. This is day 37. The book is called The 40-Day Prayer Challenge. This is an, an amazing book. I read most of it, but we didn't get to the back. This one is on day 37. It says prayer con contracts, okay? Prayer contracts. The scripture is Matthew 18, 18. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Matthew 18, 18. Can you say that? Matthew 18, 18. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So as a prayer, we have to say, Lord, what can I bind on earth that will be bound in heaven? And then the wisdom of God will start to talk to you. And then you write it down. We write it down. I write it down. Okay, here we go. The author says, Mark. <laughs> I'm just going to read a, a very interesting. And this is actually what happens in the whole book in different situations. And I'm telling you, this is the truth. This is not a fairy tale, what I'm reading to you. And <clears throat> this actually happened. More than a decade ago, the author says, I walked by a meth crack house on Capitol Hill, Washington, D.C. area, and God gave me a vision for a coffee house. Ha! Huh. It was a ridiculous vision 
And then my prayer was just as ridiculous at that point because we had hardly any money and hardly any people. So we just kept walking around it the way the Israelites circled Jericho over the course of five years. We must have laid hands on it, stood on it, drank coffee in it, circled it 10,000 times. The owner's original asking price was $1 million. But the more we pray, the more the price dropped. By the time we purchased it, we got it for 325000 The amazing thing, however, is that four different parties offered more money for it than we did, including two real estate developers. So how did we get it? My only explanation is Matthew 18, 18. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Our prayers were hyperlinked to that promise. We genuinely believe that our vision was given by God. Just as Jesus hung out at wells, a natural gathering place in the ancient world, we wanted to create a postmodern well where the church and community could cross paths and this piece of property one block from Union Station, Kitty Corner on the Securities of the Exchange Commission, and right in the heart of historical Capitol Hill, was our promised land. The word bind has a legal connotation. It means to a place to place a contract on something. This is precisely what happened when we prayed in the will of God. Our prayers place a contract in a spiritual realm. So while February 7, 2002 is the date we put signature on a piece of paper and took ownership of the property in the eyes of the government, the spiritual contract predates it by several years. The deal dates back to the first prayer circle we drew around that property. Isn't that amazing? Okay, the deal dates back to the first day. And I, the, so, uh, he's draw. saying he's saying that when they got the property, it was the same date as when they. It starts with a vision, and a lot of us have gotten visions of God, like, yeah. like hmm. I'm telling you right now. One of the most ridiculous visions I have gotten is that I am a giant in my in the business community center where I live, and I have some seen myself in a suit with a briefcase, shiny sh- um, shoes. Looking towards Los Angeles in the in the main street of Englandora on Route 66, from one foot on the sidewalk to the other foot of the sidewalk, a giant of a man, maybe 500,000 feet tall, and and God told me in the spirit, I just saw my shoes and the briefcase and, and up to the knees, the vision, and it was me holding the briefcase, the Tache case, the black one. And I have cuffs on my shoes, on my pants. And the Lord said, the Holy Spirit said, you're a giant in the Glendora business community. And now, now that was in the 80s, 88. This morning I was standing there. I was drinking coffee. I walked to one side of the thing and I said it again. I walked around the area and I walked all around the tree. I walked around the hospital. Actually, I had a dream that I owned a, a building like that hospital that I walked by this morning too. I circled it, just praying to God, listening to a, a pastor that, Pastor Jong Hee Cho in Korea, that I went over there in Korea and bought his book, came back and read it. <laughs> but the point I'm making is, I won't really want to tell you, my truck is 2001, it was given to me. They were going to send it to the what? They were going to, they said, we're going to call the junkyard, but then we thought about you, my relative said. 
I said, well, thank you very much. I couldn't say no. Anna said she had a prophecy that God told her to say yes to everything. So we started saying yes, yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, I fell in love with the truck. It's been three years and it's so useful for us. The point I'm making is visions. If you have the visions, let's write them down and journal them with this scripture. Matthew 18, 18. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. It just so happens right here that I have a contract. Anna and I signed it already in this book. I just saw it. We dated it at 2012 when we read this book. I think we were a couple of years married. See? It's, mm. uh, yeah, 2012. Mm. And it says, Fernando and Anna, we both signed it. Mm -hmm. and, and list of stuff that needs to glorify God. We made it glorify Jesus. And then we wrote down a bunch of names we wanted to bring into the into the kingdom of God. That was, what, 10 years ago, huh? Mm -hmm. Or nine. Andrea, Gloria, Anthony, our vehicle, our witnessing, our our nation, the body of Christ, to have rhino skin, to be faithful people, take off operations of flight, a good pilot, that's another vision I had, a large international cooperation, an anointing overflowing in giving, giving to the church of God, his kingdom, a giant in the industry of commerce. Our youth is endure like, like the eagles, as Jesus is. So, is so are we faithful to the Father by being rich, wise, thankful, grateful, merciful, strong, able, enthusiastic, kind, loving, faithful, honorable, blessings, tools, toys, abundant life, joy of Jesus' demonstration, the peace of Jesus. That's a contract that we wrote. And we we claimed it. Amen. Amen. And with that, write it down. Journaling is, is right there, one of the most overlooked and undervalued spiritual disciplines. It goes with praying and fasting and meditating. It's a way of documenting what God is doing in our lives, guys. And by the way, Andrea, at this time, was not serving the Lord what miracles have happened in her life, right? Right. What miracles have happened in Gloria? Gloria got married after we... That, she wasn't married then, right? 2012. I don't know what year. Uh, she said. brought him a nice husband that helped her. And he's the one who gave us that pickup truck. Anthony, my son. Mm -hmm. and he's, he's doing great. He's doing great now. Mm -hmm. he, you know, he's, he's got a job. A lot. He's he's going driving all over the place, seeing all kinds of sights. He's out outdoors before he was more in the room, kind of at home. And he cares for his ailing grandpa yes, that's ninety six right. years old. He right. picks him up and puts him yeah, in bed. He, he, he got a job at H and R Block. He's very good testimony. He's a good son, you know. And uh, at that time, he was locked up. He was very negative, and yeah, he's really really shining. Know, so, you know, God... Full of love. Full of love. Write it down, guys. The miracles that God, you believe, God is a good God, and He wants us to succeed so He can show us off to others. The blessings of the Lord be upon us. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Anything else, honey? No. All right. I think I burnt my wife out. <laughs> <laughs> and God bless you guys.
<clears throat> be good to you today. Allow, allow you to journal and have the Father love you and comfort you and protect you in all you do. You're, you're, you're precious to the Lord. You are his favorite. I mean that. Let, allow the love to come into your heart by writing down and, and messing with words. Like Anna said, who am I? I love you. God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Prosper, live long, <laughs> and show off. Bye. Oh. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. We will go with the flow here. And you are the flow, the flow that's coming from the throne of God. Good prophecy. That was the prophecy from, from Anna. <laughs> she prophesied. Welcome, everyone, to our lifestyle today. Saturday morning is a special day all around here where we just like to relax, kick our shoes off, and, and, and enjoy the Word of God. I have the book of John. If you haven't seen the book of John, I have it playing in the back. It's about three hours. It's a beautiful thing. And I just thought of something, honey, that you would like. Yes. That I can set up the patio so I can watch the Book of John on Saturdays, huh? We can watch the Book of yeah, John. We can. Tonight. We can put. I it. would be excited Didn't about that. Be that. something you, just with my cup of coffee. I was just, I'll be all lit up. Oh man, it was that beautiful that we honor that the Book of John, and we have an extra TV over there. We got TVs coming all over. All the yang yang. We're Americans, I tell you. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to us. But I thought it was great instead of a. Setting up a, a a cave for a, for a football game or a basketball, I go. We're going to set up a game, a room, for the Book of John to watch Jesus in the Bible in the Book of John. It's going to be my patio, all fixed up to with a coffee to honor coffee God. Bar area. and a coffee. My coffee, my <clears throat> soda, and water, and blessed water. Yes. I, I'm just, you know what? I, I am for this. It sounds, and something that the Lord is, is with us. It honors Him. How much we dishonor God without honoring Him, making Him. So we want to honor Jesus this morning. We're going to take communion. So please <clears throat> scurry along and get your bread and, and have communion with us with Fernando and Anna this morning. We have the bread of life, which is Jesus Christ. We, we lift up to you and all your family members and whatever you're going through in your health, in your finances, in your, in your hopes and future, that the Lord restores hope. Amen. Today's uh, scripture is the one on Matthew where Jesus says, You that are heavy laden and are full of burdens, come to me. And I will give you rest. So let's come to him. God is able. He's able to do his word. And that's why we're here. We wouldn't be doing this day after day if God didn't renew our strengths and our spirits. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. And then I'll ask Anna to pray over it. So if I miss anything. Okay. But I feel in my heart that one of you have children out there and that are hard to deal with then. We, you know, that are breaking your heart because they're basically just foolish, foolish actions and, and not looking at the natural things, which the value of a parent, the value of having a dad, the value of having a home and a gratitude for the, for the love of the family and just looking so much into the future. Uh, 
and you forgive them and you try and try again. I just want to tell you that God has an answer. God is able. He, he knows your heart. So I just want to say, we thank that children, that child, we put that child in the hands of Jesus Christ, that Jesus may fix them, fix their future, fix their mind and their soul, fix their actions, fix their foolish actions, and not acknowledging the Lord or respecting their parents, Lord, and breaking their parents' heart, Lord. We pray for those parents all around, Lord God, that have those kind of ch ch children, Lord. We just ask you, Lord God, to bless these parents. We just take communion right now. This is the body of Jesus Christ that was broken for you. And Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for us. Thank you that by your stripes we are healed Amen. and made whole. Yes. By your hurts, Lord God, you took away our tears and, our, and all our sadness and loneliness, Lord God, and despair, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for making us come alive and become children of God. Thank you for the cross and, Lord, so we did, and giving us this bread of life, Jesus Christ. Would you like to pray, babe? Uh, Thank you. Jesus, we just, I just agree with everything that Fernando just said, Lord, and I just, uh, I'm, I'm uh, astounded, Lord, by uh, your finished work at the cross and, and that you took every stripe upon your back for every sickness, every disease, you have given us a way out, Lord, a way of escape. And we thank you, Lord, that your, your broken body for our, for our healing, we just receive that healing right now by faith wherever we're at. We thank you. It doesn't matter if it's a headache. It doesn't matter if your, your stomach hurts or you're worried and full of fear. We just command that to leave your body right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're just so grateful. We discern what you did at the cross. Lord, you not only forgave us, you healed us. Because it says in Isaiah 53, 5, that by your stripes we are healed. And we take that heal healing right now. We take the healing for any anxiety, any depression, any darkness you're feeling and we take it right now by faith, just like we take our forgiveness of sins by faith, we receive it. Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for manifesting your presence for those that are under the sound of our voice right now. Manifest your presence from the top of their heads to the bottom of their soles of their feet, and let the peace of God overtake them. Let the, let the love of God come in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. I partake. Let's partake of the body of Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins from the world. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The Lord Thanks says, I will restore what the enemy has taken. I will restore the years of famine. I will restore the years of hurt. I, the Lord, am faithful. The Lord says, I will promise you, I will be with you. you never for, I will never forsake you and leave you alone. And Jesus took the cup and he said, this is my blood shed for you for the remission of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Thank you for the covenant that is made through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. We are sanctified in Christ Jesus through the cup where we are the righteousness of God in Christ yes. Jesus. We are the 
sanctified through the word. We're sanctified, and we are the redeemed yes. of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. So we thank you for this blood. Yes. Let's partake of the blood of Jesus, yes. the blood of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just bless you, Lord. We thank you. We come with thanksgiving, just grateful for the finished work of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that with, with um, the forgiveness of sins for, for past, present, and future, Lord, comes a great inheritance, Lord, that you, you you brought blessing after blessing, gift upon gift, the book of John says, upon our lives when we receive you. We thank you you brought the Holy Spirit into our lives, and we thank you that without the, the shedding of, of Jesus' blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Lord, we don't have to do this on our own strength anymore. Thank you, Lord, that, that we are already made holy or sanctified, and, and we are seen pleasing in your face, Father, because of Jesus. As Jesus is, so are we. We thank you, Lord, that we walk in, in greater works will we do because Jesus went to the Father. We thank you, Lord, for every protection and every preservation and every peace that Jesus brought at the cross. And we thank you that we just speak life over our family members right now, Lord God. Every family member on all sides, all the children, protection of any viruses and contagions and anything we don't know about what's going on, God. But we we thank you that you surround them with the angels the way you speak of in Psalm 91, Lord. So we're just, we just want to declare we are that righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that you love us. And we thank you that we consent to be blessed by faith faith every day we walk in it god we walk victoriously from victory not to victory the battle's already taken care of it's already won so we receive this blessing and we thank you father that you sent jesus for us and we receive him and we believe him and we trust him in jesus name amen Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Holy, holy, holy. So the word of the, of the Lord says in the Old Testament that people are not being restored because they're simply not saying the word yeah. restore. Something about us saying, and this morning's meditation, it says, use my name often. So Jesus, all is well. Jesus, holy, holy. Jesus, restore. <clears throat> Jesus said, my promises are yes amen. and amen. You, Did Jesus say that or Paul? <laughs> <laughs> What's well, in Corinthians one twenty one? It says all the promises of God are yes and amen. Amen. <clears throat> so it, it, we were saying it's not no and, and don't think about it. Yeah. It's, it's yes and amen. Um, we, uh, we are restored, so we have to say it. Say it to make it true. We're little prophets. You know, we're prophesying. Amen. The, I say the love of God is restored. The hope is restored. Faith is restored. Resources are restored. Health is restored. The reading of the Word of God keeps our hope alive, Amen. folks. That's keeps true. our faith. It's I didn't. It's it's too easy not to do. Say that. Say that. Jesus, I thank you that it's too easy not to do to read your Word. Take time to to read John, read the Johns, get familiar with the love chapters, which, because yes. lo the love of God is our mm -hmm. ticket. Beautiful. 
is our ticket to daily hope, daily strength, daily inspiration. Yes. And, you know, because we, we run out, folks, and then we say the name of Jesus because there's there's evil thoughts hanging around trying to suppress us, especially when there's a full moon. There's a full moon, less, and I think the word fool can be inter- interpreted full. I, think, I guess that's why they get a lot of uh, lunatics. Because oh. What happens is the brain, the, the moon pulls the brain up, and it causes a lot of uh, chemicals, I guess, a lot of activity in a person's brain, and they get either a lot of energy and, and they... Anyway, the hospitals, hospitals get full when it's a full moon. <laughs> the fools come out. <laughs> uh, anyway, I love you guys. So thank you so much for being happy, joyous, and free. Don't take yourself too seriously. Remember that God is on the throne. His word is alive. And we're and and he cares and he and we care and we believe that we're gonna be and are being restored. I just want to give you a little little uh we have always in our marriage we should always try the word of God. So we put a little picture when we didn't have a TV, we had an old TV. I put a little picture of a flat screen yes, TV or you know, a, up against the wall where the picture and we have and I just noticed we got one, two, three, four, four working TVs, and all of them just came to us. You know, it's kind of like we planted a seed in the spirit, and it's just throwing a sound, sound TVs to towards us. Anyway, this stuff works, guys, and I know you know you wouldn't be here. I love you. God bless you. Thank you for being my friend. Our May 9th. In Jesus' name. Amen. So be it. Amen. Okay. Amen. You're on. Okay, today, let's see, I'd like to share a testimony that I received in the mail, and that is actually from Pastor Prince, but as I read it, wow, I said, this makes so much sense. It says, uh, Dear friend, some time ago I dealt with a persistent and chronic pain. I had been believing God. I had been. Who's talking to I said it. Thank you so much. Let's go ahead and pray. I stopped the recording, switching over. Um, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today's word that is timely. You asked me to to look in here and record something for the folks. This is from 2016, folks. Six, seven years ago, May 9th. And I, and I have been married for 12 years, and we've been... We call it our university marriage because we were interested by the word of God and scripture sent back and forth. We didn't know each other in the beginning, and all we knew is what was scriptures we liked, and that went back and forth. So I knew her evangelistic heart before I ever saw her. It's kind of like a, a male order bride type of situation, but in this modern age is called a text order bride i text her said hey will you marry me your sister said you were in the church blah 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 and she said no now we've been married for 12 years <laughs> that, that'll teach her let's pray heavenly father we thank you in jesus name make a way for us give us ears to hear and eyes to see 
your love and your kindness. Thank you so much for your mercy. Every day we sleep good. That's your mercy. Our immune system works well. That's your mercy, Lord. And it's the things that we do to ourselves that we have to call on you for help. On your mercy again. So open up the heavens, Lord, and pour that healing through the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, the financial miracles through your son, Jesus Christ, and it is finished, it is done. And the the ministry and the what to do with our hands and the work of our hands, bless it and make it obvious, Lord. Establish it in Jesus' name. Amen. Here we go. Here's Anna. Can we kiss? Okay, bamboo. Okay, I'm ready. You're on. <laughs> Hi. Um, I received this personal testimony in the mail from Pastor Joseph Prince. And I, uh, as I read through it, I thought, oh, what a revelation. Uh, and the title oh, of the letter you. says, Would you like to have enough faith for any and every breakthrough you need? And I'll read the letter. It says, Dear friend, some time ago I dealt with a persistent and chronic pain. I had been believing God. I had been confessing and speaking against it, commanding it to go, but the pain was still there. One day the Lord spoke to me while I was speaking to my problem. He said, what are you doing? I answered, Lord, I'm believing this pain to leave me now. I'm, I'm believing this pain leaves me now. And I really thought I was believing in him when I said that. He asked me, son, has it left? And I replied, no, it's still there. Then something amazing happened. The Lord said to me, Would you like to know why you still have this pain? Of course I did. Sensing this was going to be a teaching moment, I asked the Lord to show me why the pain had not left. Son, you are putting faith in your faith. He said, Do you believe I have faith for your miracle? What an amazing question. It wasn't about my efforts, my ability, or my ability to do or say the right thing or even my faith it was about something much greater we can receive everything jesus has to offer including his faith i i eagerly answered yes lord i believe then he gently instructed me to simply rest in that belief and you know what one day soon after that conversation with the lord the chronic condition was gone I was completely healed. Beloved, I share this story with you today because I want you to see that whatever you're believing for in your life, healing, restoration, favor, provision, none of these come because you have faith in your own faith. Today, no matter what you need, you can simply rest in the unwavering faith of Jesus and watch God do the miraculous in your life. It's vital for us to have a biblical understanding of how faith works because everything we receive in the new covenant is through faith, salvation, healing, grace, provision, favor. We receive them all through faith. It's no longer a question of are you holy enough to be healed or are you good enough to see a miracle? Yes, those questions were asked in the Old Testament because under the law, it all depended on how well you performed in order for God to bless you. But God has found fault with that system. Merit, earning, deserving. 
This is no longer how God deals with us in the new covenant. Today we are forgiven not because we come from a good family. Today we're healed not because of good things we have done. Today we receive wholeness not because we prayed uh, a formula prayer. Today we are blessed not because we're better than someone else. Every gift from the Father comes because of Jesus. He paid for them all. Having faith is simply looking to Jesus, believing and receiving what he's already given. But too many times we turn faith into deserving, something akin to works, and all of a sudden our faith becomes a struggle. And we wonder if we have enough faith or if we can muster up enough faith. Beloved, the answer to your prayer is not found in how strong your faith is. It's found in how strong Jesus' faith is. I'm reminded of the father who brought his son to Jesus in Mark chapter 9. The boy, This boy had an unclean spirit and would often suffer from convulsions, foaming at the mouth, and dangerous self-destructive behavior. Jesus asked the father if he believed he could heal the boy. Do you remember what the father said in response? With tears in his eyes... This father cried out, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Mark chapter 9, verse 24. What a powerful proclamation. This desperate father realized his faith was inconsistent, so he took his little bit of faith, Lord, I believe, and hooked it up to Jesus' solid, unwavering faith, and the boy was healed, delivered, and set free. As you think about that story, I want to encourage you to look to Jesus today if you have a need in your life, remembering this. Jesus is the only one with 100% unwavering faith. As Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You notice that the word our in that verse is in the italics. That's because it wasn't in the original Greek. Literally, that verse is interpreted looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith. The faith, it's not about our faith. Jesus is the author and finisher of the faith. The faith. The faith. That is why everyone who came to Jesus received faith. Peter received faith to cast his net once again. John chapter 21, verse 6. Zacchaeus received faith to change his sinful ways. Luke chapter 19, verse 8. The woman caught in adultery received faith to believe she was forgiven. John chapter 8 verse 11. The man with the shriveled hand received faith to stretch forth his hand and be healed. Matthew chapter 12 verse 13. But Jesus is the author and finisher of the faith. When these men and women believed that he loved them and could rescue them from their situations, they received his grace, forgiveness, and healing. Beloved, I want... You, I want to help you to do the same thing today. Whatever you're praying for, health, finances, a relationship issue, a wayward child, a business decision, I want to help you discover how you can rest in his faith, a faith that never wavers. Amen. I think I got it. I think I got it, Anna. You said uh, that Jesus, the faith is like a person. It's like... Mm-hmm. The faith, the faith, the faith of Jesus. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. And give it to me in a nutshell again. Well, a lot of times we all say, um, I think that's what struck for me is that uh, in the verse in Hebrews it says, Jesus is the author and finisher 
of the faith. Because mm, okay, remember the Aishalach. Product. It's yeah. a finished product, yes. like, like the blessing. Exactly. When Je Everything goes back to the cross. When Jesus says it's finished, we got to take that word and it's done. It is finished mm -hmm. because and Jesus completed it. So, so incorporate faith into the say it is finished. Faith is finished. Faith is here. Already provided for. Faith will work for us. For we, any situation. If, if, we, if you skillfully know how to use it. Right. You know, I have faith. Right. I have to speak it out. Now, we, we have to, um, you know, by faith receive all that he's provided. Because remember, we operate in the unseen realm, not the natural realm. Okay, what the news tells me about uh, gloom and doom isn't what the kingdom tells me about. So I have to go up to a higher level, see the things through the perspective of the Lord Jesus on the cross, and say, it's done. It is finished. I receive it. Amen. I believe Amen. it. Amen. So, so yeah. the way I understand, so coupling it together this morning's teaching with uh, Fred Price, he was saying how he, how, he doesn't know how he's... Uh, his television receives signals, okay. you know, yeah. that, that uh, you know, without wires. Mm -hmm. And it just made me realize is how we get signals to heaven without wires is through our voice. We are mm, beautiful, amplifiers. Beautiful. We are transmitters. Transmitters. Yeah. We transmit and by and we activate our faith by transmitting. We transmit the word of God. I believe, therefore I speak. Right. I Amen. transmit, yes. therefore I speak. Yes. Uh, and and then it's it, the transmitter goes into 50,000 watts when we speak in tongues. It transmits to all the elements, transmits. If everything's already done, every blessing is here, and every blessing is here on earth, then our communication should really be around us. Like when Jesus spoke, let there be. He said, thank you for the bread. Yes. Thank you for the fish. Yeah, and, you know, we have to remember, this is a real good... Um, testimony a personal testimony by, by by pastor prince it happened to him i mean you know as much as he's teaching the word of god and it's like how often do we put it in our own hands our faith and saying it's by our faith that we are doing these things and that to me is what what went off you know but as we speak god's word as you indicated what we begin to do is we begin to co-labor with God to get the job done. God wants to work with us, teach us, and let us take that authority that we have on this earth, as he said we had. Amen. And begin to take what's ours on heaven and bring it down to the earth. She said, Lord Jesus, thank you for the faith you provided. I need your faith for this project, Lord. Uh, I give it to you over so they may be successful. Lord, your word says that whatever we give to you, Lord God, you will help us with it. And Lord, we give our, Lord, we, you have given us your faith, Lord, and we thank you for this faith. And we set it before us that it may go before us, Lord, and we'll make our work successful. The hands of our, give us success, the hands of our works, according to your Psalms, Lord, Psalm 90. Give us victory, Lord, according to your love and your faith. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Would you like to finish prayer? Um, Father God, I thank you that we have all that we need down here on this earth, Lord. And we thank you that we, by faith, we access what Jesus did on the cross, Lord. And we just we just receive every blessing that, that Jesus brought on the cross by the atonement, Lord. Everything that we need has been provided for us and our families, Lord. And we just we just so grateful, Lord, that we have Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, Lord. 
Thank you, Father. We just bless you and we thank you. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for coming to today's podcast. We're going to be doing a little study here with Anna. And she has a word. Uh, Psalm twenty-five, fourteen says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant or his words. And Anna's talking about the value of words entering into your heart. Jesus said, when you have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. Or levels of hearing are different for, for some folks. Yes, right. It's like levels of sleeping. You've got alpha and beta, whatever. So hear. Those who have ears to hear, please listen up. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We Lord acknowledge you, Lord God, as surely as the rains, spring rains of April come and the showers in the fall, you will show up and be with us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, um, thank you, Fernando. Um, we were just watching the, the uh, teaching from Charles Capps, and uh, he's just a great, great preacher. Just, he just speaks so plainly. It's just... You get it, you know, um, and um, we're talk, talking about healing. And as Christians, we always say we always believe for our healing because that's what the word says. The word says, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. I'm, I got to walk in that direction always, you know, confessing what the word of God says for my problem. And um, I don't stop. You know, I keep believing that my healing is going to come. Now, what they were emphasizing, which I really uh, resonate with, is that your healing may come in a total different way than you think it might come. And I think that, you know, just because it didn't happen the way we want it, God will use a doctor to heal you, give him wisdom, anoint him for the, for the, uh, procedures or whatever that has to happen so um, I thought that was quite valuable because um, we keep on pressing in we keep on believing for our healing with the word of God now the word of God according to scripture Hebrews chapter 4 I think it's verse 12 let me read that to you Uh, it says here for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart okay so we keep using the word of god that's that's the key right there okay don't stop using the word of god for your problem until you break through. And um, so it's okay, you know, if, if the doctor, you know, you've pressed in, you've believed, and you get to the point where you have used your faith in an unlimited fashion, which is what they were saying, you push your faith to the limit, then, you know, God will bring your healing because the word of God is alive and powerful and it's working inside of you already. 
So uh, you've already, you've got to just keep believing that it's going to take place. Don't, that's the one thing I can say. Don't stop believing that it's going to come. And don't doubt. Um, and, and focus on things that are, are good you know, with the word of God, even though your situation looks like you're in pain or your um, these symptoms are popping up, you know, you keep pressing in with the word of God, speaking the word of God and depositing it inside, speaking it, confessing it, because the the scripture does say that God's word never comes back empty. It always produces what it's supposed to produce fruit and so um we can expect that god's word is the truth even though you don't see it so when you don't see it that's the time to start pulling it in because you know the scripture also says call those things as though they are already um, just the way abraham did in the book of romans in romans chapter 4 13 somewhere there so um, I, I, I resonate this because um, I experienced it already, not knowing that I was experiencing that. And then I hear this teaching supporting what I went through. Isn't that awesome? Um, and I, I went through that with my brother. And when, he, when I didn't want him to have a bone marrow transplant because his blood levels were down and nothing was helping him. It helped him for a while, some of the medication. But... Um, after reading all that is necessary for a bone marrow transplant, it's kind of scary. And I really was believing, contending, helping him for his divine healing. I really wanted to see him get the miraculous healing, but that's not how it went. Um, so, But in the process of all this, God led the way to get to that point. And he made us feel comfortable when we finally got to the decision of having to go through the transplant in that direction he gave us peace about it with the doctor as we were communicating with them but through the whole process make no mistake about it if i was driving to the car if i was waiting or whatever i was doing during that season it was using god's word prophetically praying um, for the healing to manifest and i do believe it made a difference in addition to when he took his medications, we pray, we take communion. We did that for like 90 days. We, we didn't miss. And um, we just prayed and took communion. And do, lo and behold, when he got to the point where they're going to send him, he didn't have to go to the infusion center anymore to check things. Um, they said to him what he said. You are farther along than most people are at this point. So, the Word of God works. It works if you believe and, and don't let go of it. You hang on to it for dear life. And you just believe what the promise of God says. You know, this is the promise for you. If, you, if you're a believer in Christ, it's your inheritance. These promises that are filled. The Bible's full of all these promises. It belongs to you already. And don't let the enemy tell you otherwise. Don't let him plant these thoughts. Oh, no, it's never going to change. That's, that's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell, trying to make you think that God's not true to his word. And so, anyway.
Amen. Well, thank you very much, Anna. I'm going to close it with Jeremiah 29, 13. That says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And sometimes praising him and thanking him and writing by his stripes, I'm healed. The scripture over and over again, it'll fall into your heart, your subconscious, and then it'll produce faith. Uh And then once it produces faith, it's kind of like planting a tree or a plant. You'll receive the fruit of it and believe it. And then it'll come down from heaven into your heart. We have to work hard of it. Cultivate it. Uh, read it. Think about it. See, see it in different translation. Pray about it. Ask your Father in heaven. You're, what you're doing is cultivating. You're removing resentments, removing hatred, removing boulders out of your way. That's what... I, seeking God and finding Him. Will you search me with all your heart? So it's possible, it's doable, but a lot of us, we got TikTok and YouTube and right. situations that, like Jesus said in Mark 4, the, the Word is sown in the heart, but it has different catches, different levels of inserting in your heart. So on the the one we're talking about is the one that produces 30, 60, 100 full when it's sown properly in the heart. Amen. We're hoping to hit 100. <laughs> and we have in some areas. So. Yes, amen. Thank you. We love you. God bless you. Give them heaven. Go in the peace of God. You've been blessed today. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Are you recording? Hey everyone, thank you for coming to today's uh, podcast for Bible College Curriculum. Fernando, your instructor. <laughs> Receive the man of God by the Copans, May 28th. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. John thirteen twenty. Let's go ahead and pray with the Lord's Prayer. Open up our session. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on today's teaching. Okay, John 13, 20. I'm going to read it in the uh, Passion Translation. You call me your teacher and Lord and your right, for that's who I am. Hmm. So if I'm your teacher and Lord, have you washed your dirty feet? Then you, and I have washed your dirty feet, then you should follow the example that I set for you and wash one's another's dirty feet. Now do for each other what I have just done for you. I speak to you of timeless truth. A servant is not superior to his master and an apostle is never greater than the one who sent him. So now put into practice what I have done for you and you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. 
Very incredible right here. So now put into practice what I have done for you. And you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. Universities, colleges, and medical associations have studied people who serve others. People that volunteer in hospitals, who volunteer with handicapped children, who volunteer with the elderly. Um, they found out that their blood pressure is lower, they are happier, more spontaneous to laugh, they make more money. Did I say they were healthier? <laughs> lower blood pressure? Isn't that amazing? What Jesus was giving us something here. This is the way God made the rules, his rules for his, for his world. I read the wrong, I was supposed to read 1320. Here we go. Listen to this timeless truth. Whoever receives the messenger I send receives me, and the one who receives me receives the Father who sent me. Can you imagine washing the feet of the messenger God has sent? Whew, can you imagine how much how much blessing you're going to get? So when you it's the same thing when we honor the word of the Lord in our hearts and our minds as we read it. You know, we're taking time to receive Jesus into our living room in our minds and converse with him through his word. Woo, sounds like a blessing to me. Sounds like a revelation. You heard it right here, Fernando's podcast, folks. Thank you, Lord. Now, let's go ahead and see what the Copelands have to say. I can't tell you how many born-again, Holy Ghost-filled Christians pick their pastor apart on Saturday night and then expect him to pray the prayer of faith for them Sunday morning. They constantly make critical comments about the evangelists and preachers that God has sent to minister to them and then wonder why the reign of the Spirit has all but dried up in their churches. Most of those folks would never dream of criticizing the ministry of Jesus, yet according to the Word of God, that's precisely what they, they're doing. You see, Jesus said, He that receiveth whomsoever I send, receiveth me. I know ministers fail sometimes. I know they make mistakes. Jesus knew they would, too. But even so, He said, If you receive them, you receive me. If you think some preacher's doctrine is wrong, then pray for him. Stop sitting under his ministry if necessary. But the scripture says, who are, who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand. For the Lord is able to make him stand, Romans 14.4. The minister of the gospel are not your servants. They are God's servants. Whether they're right or whether they're wrong, love them and respect them, if for no other reason than to honor the one who sent them. Learn to receive the minister of God that Jesus sends to you with the same respect and the same honor that you would give Jesus himself. You'll open the door for great spiritual power to be released. You'll clear the way of, for God to meet your needs. 
the anointing of God will be released through the man of God to you. Refuse to let criticism hold back the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Then get ready to be blessed because I guarantee he won't hold out on you. And scripture for reading today is Numbers chapter 12, verses 1 through 16. Let's go over there. Huh. Interesting. We'll go all the way to Numbers. Numbers 12. Was it Numbers 12? Yep. 1 through 16. Here we go. Ha, well, it's not available not available on the Passion Translation. Let's go with the uh, New Living Translation. It's always a good one to, to enjoy. While they were at Hazaroth, Miriam and Aaron, Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses because he had married a Cushite woman. I guess she was black. They said, has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Hasn't he spoken through us too? But the Lord heard them. Now Moses was very humble, more humble than any other person on earth. So immediately the Lord called to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam and said, Go out to the tabernacle, the, all three of you. <laughs> so the three of them went to the tabernacle. Then the Lord descended in the pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle. Aaron and Miriam, he called, and they stepped forward. And the Lord said to them, Now listen to what I say. If there were prophets among you, I, the Lord, will reveal myself in vision. Visions. I will speak to them in dreams. But not with my servant Moses. All of my house, he is the one I trust. Of all of my house. I speak to him face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the Lord as he is. So why were you not afraid to criticize my servant Moses? The Lord was very angry with them, and he departed. As the cloud moved from above the tabernacle, there stood Miriam, her skin as white as snow from leprosy. When Aaron saw what had happened to her, he cried out to Moses, Oh, my master, please don't punish us for this sin we have so foolishly committed. Don't let her be like a stillborn baby already decayed at birth. So Moses cried out to the Lord, Oh God, I beg you, please heal her. But the Lord said to Moses, If her father had done nothing more than spit in her face... Wouldn't she be defiled for seven days? So keep her outside the camp for seven days, and after that she may be accepted back. So Miriam went, was kept outside the camp for seven days, and the people waited until she was brought back before they traveled again. Then they left Hazaroth and camped in the wilderness of Paran. Amen. Very interesting that... Uh, the Lord is listening to us when we criticize other people, ministers, and uh, and it feels so good to get together and talk about someone. And the 12-step program is one of our absolutes that we, we keep the gossip at a minimum. And in Al-Anon, it's really 
Absolute, because they, they mention that, that three things. They say, no religion, you know, outside issues, no gossip, you know, and whatever is said there stays there. And it just reminds you on every meeting. Um, so it's very, very heart, heart, hearting, very encouraging to be a member of the 12-step program through Al-Anon and the 12 step when you know that principle. Um, well, the other principle, too, is blessing them. Thanking God for them just the way they are and bless them. Who else is going to do it? Don't you think that God is putting an opportunity for us to uh, enjoy a happier, joyful life? You think it was a mistake that I read the wrong thing about Jesus washing the feet of the other? And, and the power of blessing people that don't deserve the blessing? I think it's it's a way for God to answer our prayers through problem problematic people. Say, thank you, God. I bless them just the way they are. You said vengeance is mine. These are your children. So we just bless them. We get, what did the Bible say? We'll be happier. We'll be rewarded. And we'll be, we won't be cut caught up with them with mediocrity and unable to see them face to face. You ever talk about somebody and they come into the room and all of a sudden everybody, you can just feel the mediocrity in the air. Is that the right word? You can just feel the tension and the cloud in the air that they've been, uh, you've been talking about somebody. But if you just bless them, say, hey, God bless that person. They're trying their best. You know, it may not be the best service and stuff, but I ain't doing anything. <laughs> I'm sitting here watching television. Um, and we bless and God bless the person. So when you see them, you see them enthusiastic, man, because we're all spirits. Anyway, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his counts and give you peace. Amen. God bless our equipment and God bless our hearts and minds in Jesus' name. Hey, take care now. See you guys later. Bye.